just got pixelexia, okay? This all on you? This all on your cow? Welcome, foolish mortals. It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. The reference here is very obscure. Welcome to the Obscure World of Disney. You're listening to the Obscure Disney Podcast. It's our belief that no detail is too small, no character cameo too short, and no quirk too strange to be celebrated. And with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, why not get an annual pass wherever you get your podcast from or find us at ObscureDisneyPodcast.com. And see all of our fun patches at DisneyPatch.com. Oh, it's pirate's life for me. Heaven forbid I try to do a surprise. Were you going to surprise me with that? No. Okay. What it's surprise? in the title. Like, I'm sure people have read the title before they listen. <laughs> so I always think, ooh, I'll do a fun intro where they're not sure what I'm talking about. And then I remember, oh, we just put it on the title. Of course they know what we're talking about. If you were to give it a fun intro, what would you say? Ooh, I would say, uh, Steve, do you know where you were on June 28th, 2003? 2003. That was right after the Salt Lake Olympics working working you know i was uh had you been at disneyland you would have been at the premiere of pirates of the caribbean curse of the black pearl oh wow did they do the premiere there at disneyland they did wow is that a fun idea tell me all about that okay. where do they do it at uh they did it at the rivers of america where they do phantasmic okay uh, right across from the original Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Uh-huh. They oh, raised fun. a giant screen right there, put up a bunch of bleachers, and people sat and watched uh, Curse of the Black Pearl. Bleachers even, huh? Yeah. Did they close the park for it? Was it a closed park? It yeah, park? because they literally had a red carpet that basically ran from the entrance all the way back to... Oh. Uh, what is it? French Quarter. I like that idea. Yeah. That's that fancy. Yeah. Huh. It's a big deal. Was Johnny Depp there and all of the he big was. stars? Well, this is the funny thing about Pirates is I love Pirates of the Caribbean, the original movie. Uh-huh. Super fun movie. I think everybody likes it. I don't know anyone that's like, eh, I don't really care for it. I think everybody liked it. I was questioning it. And then we watched it again last night. And uh, sure thing. Liked you liked it. it. You yeah. know I did. Um, But when it came out, I was not in a position in my life where I could watch movies. You weren't at Disneyland that night? I was not at Disneyland. (laughs) Uh, I was not. I I did not watch movies from the years 2002 to 2004. Okay. So um, legitimately, I knew that this movie had come out because I had heard about it, but I had not been able to see it. Right. Yeah. Um, And so when I got home from that time period the first thing my mom wanted to do is watch pirates of the caribbean with me wow she liked it that much that it's this is the first movie you saw yeah it's the first movie i saw after that two years of not watching movies wow that crazy that's something so this was a big deal movie yeah that is pretty cool yeah when they were doing the premiere there at disneyland um you think that they, it was on Tom Sawyer's Island that they had the uh-huh. screen set up? Yeah. Do you think they had uh, the Columbia go around the outside playing <laughs> the music and stuff now? Like, because it could go right in between the audience and the screen. Right? Yeah. I that think, would be a fun opener. Uh, from what I saw, they had the screen up and everyone seated. And then they had um, Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom, Jeffrey Rush, Kira Knightley, all of them on one of the uh, free-floating rafts that they take you across on. 
and they went in front and you know did their whole wave and like that kind of thing wow yeah it looked like it was a fun time not quite the columbia but okay well and that's the problem though is that the you know you don't want to outshine the movie I, I, I doubt you could, but yeah, I think you, they wanted to just be like, here's the stars, they are here, and they would be harder to see on the Columbia, I think. Potentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's ironic now that the section of Phantasmic is done on the Columbia is uh-huh. the Pirates of the Caribbean That's totally why section. I thought about it in my own mind that way. Yeah. And going on one of the rafts would give you the ability to, it's not on the track, so you can go back right. and forth, you know, yeah. assuming they know how to steer. The potentially because if they don't know how to steer they're going to end up completely in the wrong place yeah for sure <laughs> right. i've been on one that uh the person was new and we got stuck for like probably 10 to 15 minutes while no. they were trying to get it right was it at all humorous or was it completely annoying um i'm sure they were mortified yeah i would uh, too. It's, i'm sure it's very embarrassing uh, we've all been in jobs where we've done something wrong uh but this is literally like probably 20 people all standing there watch Watch. you try to steer a boat Uh it's not an easy thing to do it's not a skill that many people naturally have those boats are trippy weird too they have like the weird rudder thing on the back right and by the time we got over to where we were supposed to be there was another cast member there Mm. and they're like oh heard we were having some trouble thought i'd come check oh that's nice because i'm sure they have people watching you know so not the treatment that this cast got probably. No, I'm pretty sure they had a <laughs> professional driver on that one for sure. It's hilarious. Um, but this movie, uh, like I said, the cast was huge. Yeah. Uh, although Kara Knightley, I think, was fairly new when she was cast. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, actually. Do you feel like this was her first role and has she been in many since? She's been in a lot of things since. Yeah, she seems uber famous, yeah? Um, the thing is, is she was very young filming this movie she was only 17 when the movie premiered which means she was like 15 during 16, shooting 17 during shooting wow which is really young she looks very mm. mature for a 17 year old truly um and then she obviously went on to be in the other pirates movies yeah um even spoiler alert has a, a cameo in the fourth movie um so yeah it's a a, a, almost a lifelong career for her at this right. point <laughs> she's always been in pirates i guess that's a good point uh, that's a great she, point she was super young uh johnny depp was obviously already famous jeffrey rush was already famous orlando bloom had been in lord of the rings so he was already famous oh he's big time famous then right yeah super Those famous are huge franchises to be a part of yeah Oh, geez. And to put this into perspective, Johnny Depp wasn't the only person obviously thought to cast as Jack Sparrow. They were thinking about casting Jim Carrey as Jack Sparrow, which I thought this was interesting. This is outside of my mind crazy. What? Right? Like, could you picture Jim Carrey as a pirate? Because I don't think I could. Oh, no. No way. Um, There's absolutely not. But he couldn't do it because he was filming Bruce Almighty. If oh, that shows gosh. you the time period that we're in here. <laughs> Isn't that something? You mentioned also there was some other creative directions they were going with originally that blew my mind. Well, and see, I tried to look into that to make sure it was accurate. I read it somewhere and I'm not 100% sure it's accurate. Okay. Um, But the the thing that I read suggested that Steven Spielberg originally got a hold of a first draft of this script. Okay. 
um, before lots of rewrites and things happened. Uh-huh. And he wanted to put like Steve Martin and Robin Williams into it. Unbelievable. Right. And I'm not, again, I haven't verified that, but just the idea of it sounds crazy. Yeah. If we were just to discuss that for just a couple of seconds, I guess okay. it wouldn't be too crazy because Steven Spielberg is obviously a mega producer. He'd do great. Director, yeah. And he's done amazing shows. So that's not too far fetched. And Robin Williams has done all kinds of Disney stuff. In the, I love in the Robin past. Williams. And it used to very much be that, that when you talked about a Disney movie, you went to playful fun characters right yeah this version of pirates is much more serious than i think many people thought a disney movie would be and who knows maybe they would have tried to go the way of like um the haunted mansion with eddie murphy you know what i mean like something kind of crazy and cheeky like that when you think of because nobody knew what pirates was going to be right um which is all the more crazy of how how awesome it is well, and now that I've said it, I have to point out that I think Steven Spielberg has publicly said he would never again shoot a movie on water since filming Jaws. Uh. Was such a horrific <laughs> time. So he's going to just do it on a soundstage? So if that, <laughs> yeah, if it is accurate that Steven Spielberg wanted to direct, it would have been a very different movie because he would have refused to film on the water because he hated it so much. So take that with a grain of salt. It, it could just be a water. fun headcanon. Yeah, you know? it's true. Um, Rumors but, and lies. That's what that category's in. Yeah. Uh, so originally the script was much more uh, realistic. And then when Jerry Bruckheimer and all of them got involved, they suggested adding a supernatural type of thing to it hmm. to, to make it a little bit more playful and a little bit more interesting. Okay. Uh, and that's where we get the cursed pirates and things from. Um, because originally it was more of just a straight up pirate movie. Okay. Um, uh, with people getting kidnapped and ransomed and that kind of thing. You, you know, know, and I don't ever count in ways uh, when it comes to movies because I don't remember anything, but I had totally forgot all about the, like, uh, the curse of, on them where they were all, uh, I know you gasped. It totally did. It's the funnest thing about watching movies with you is that you legitimately forget every second of it. And then when something happens, it's like you're seeing it for the first time. And the moment that I start remembering moments of movies like that is when I'm like, I can't watch it again. Oh, really? Most of the time. Like, obviously, like uh, Greatest Showman, I can watch that a thousand times over and never get bored with it. Well, it's got fun songs. Right. And that's kind of why. But with most movies, once I can remember the plot perfectly, then I'm like, nope. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, you you gasped all the way through Pirates. Truly did. I was shocked by multiple parts of it. <laughs> Which is great. I think yeah. it, it's a great way to be. It makes watching movies over more fun, I think. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting to me is that even after uh, Disney got involved and they were ready to make this movie, guess who tried to shut it down before it even got started? P.L. Travers? No. <laughs> <laughs> If she could have, she would have. Uh, No, Michael Eisner decided that this movie needed to stop. Oh, was he still the chairman at the time? He was. And uh, the director, Gore Vabrinsky, we're just going to call him Gore from here on out because I think it's a cool name. Isn't Gore a cool name for a guy? Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know anything. Sounds Um, a bit gory, but uh, okay. Uh, Perfect for Pirates of the Caribbean. Gore told the production team to keep working even though Michael Eisner wanted to shut it down so that when Michael Eisner came and did a walkthrough, he was super impressed. Wow. And he continued to move on with the movie after seeing all of their prep work. Oh, isn't that something? 
Um, That's Hollywood for you. And then Michael Eisner said, well, why does it have to cost so much money, though? It's too expensive, which is exactly what you would expect Michael Eisner to say. Completely true. Uh, And Jerry Bruckheimer said, all of your competition is dropping $150 million on movies all the time. The Matrix, the Lord of the Rings series. They are dropping tons of money on their movies. You can't expect to keep up if you're not willing to spend money. That's a really good point. So we are really lucky that people convinced Michael Eisner that this was a worthwhile endeavor or else we would have missed out on all the Pirates movies. That's crazy. But even so, he only he only okayed a $140 million budget. Is that what they spent? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's not bad. Get the other ten million as a bonus, especially yeah, especially since it made six hundred fifty-four point three million dollars. Now that's an investment. That is an investment, and oh. this is why we have so many pirates movies after this one. Oh, it's so true. They're like it made us so much money, and I wouldn't be at all surprised to find out that the next ones made more money because that seems to be what happens. The they qu- do tend to escalate. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. Other fun facts about this movie, of course, V. Neal did the special effects for it. I do remember seeing that now that you mentioned it out loud. I love V. Neal. Uh, You might have seen her. There was a a sci-fi TV show called uh, Face Off where they did practical makeup competition and she was a judge there she's always funny We watched that show non-stop when it was on TV on sci-fi She did special effects for all sorts of Tim Burton movies like Beetlejuice. Yeah. Um, she's just super talented. And every time I see her, she is so chipper and friendly, not in person, but every time I see her in interviews, TV. she's very friendly. She has this Stevie Nicks hippie vibe about her. She does. But then she's super way. sweet and tells everybody, Oh honey, you just missed the mark. No, no, that's not right at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, just got away from you. Didn't it? Love V Neil. Um, and she had lots of like fun tricks to get this, movie to work Mm. um specifically like to make sure that people looked the appropriate amount of of grimy and you know sea worn they would use like inks and things and rub them into their skin with paint brushes like so it would get down in their pores and make them look really dirty and grimy and stuff oh geez i bet the actors loved that after six months right well and she did say that anything we put on can pretty much be taken off with dish soap. So, oh, okay. Which is really convenient. Yeah, by the end of the day, throw yeah. yourself into a dishwasher and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure that's what they were doing too, yeah. just climbing in the dishwasher. Industrial-sized dishwashers <laughs> there on a Caribbean island. Sounds great. Because it was shot in the Caribbean, mostly, partially. Uh, they had shots in the Caribbean, yeah. Um, it was shot all over the place. Uh, as movies are these days Mm -hmm. pretty much wherever they can get the look that they're going for is where they'll go um and they did shoot out on the live ocean which uh is from what i understand completely ridiculous immensely difficult it's gotta be right i mean just exhausting to do because nothing stays still anyone that's been on the water knows Uh that there's no way to guarantee that anything's going to be in the exact same place for any period of time (laughs) yeah you better shoot and shoot at once and they you know they had massive ships that they were trying to film that's Um, a good point so uh and on top of that they had multiple ships built on top of barges so that the crew and stuff could be underneath and it was 
it looked like a mammoth undertaking just to get this movie to work. <laughs> that is why it was $140 million. Exactly why. It is true. With the behind the scenes on some of the later versions of it, we see a little bit of that, right? They started just making almost like behind the scenes documentaries of the filming of it because they become so massive. Well, it, because movies are rarely made that way anymore. Uh, we look at more modern films and 90% of films now are filmed indoors on green screen sets. Oh, completely true. Where nothing is real. We live pretty close to Pinewood Studios where they film all of the Marvel movies. Yeah. And it's like this. It's like an acre and a half big. It's yeah. so small. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way Captain America's running anywhere out there. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. Literally, they don't make movies like this anymore because logistically it is so difficult to get the ships, to get the permits, to build outdoor sets, to deal with weather delays. You know, like the whole thing is just, it's a lost art of filmmaking that we used to have back in the day, which is something that the director Gore wanted to lean towards was more this, this idea of character actors and real environments. And it is beautiful, isn't it? It's a a gorgeous film. It's so pretty. Yeah. And even with the 2003 special effects, I wasn't offended by any of them. Sometimes you watch those older movies and you're like, that's terrible. Right. But this one works out perfectly well, in my opinion. Yeah, I didn't even realize how crazy all the effects were. But I mean, obviously, you have a skeleton army or a skeleton ship. Right. Yeah. Yeah, of course, that's going to be completely hard to render on a computer screen. Exactly. Ugh. (laughs) unbelievable it's so good um and so it did extraordinarily well obviously Mm. and so of course people are like well obviously we need sequels to this because money yeah uh would you have been offended if there were no sequels to pirates of the caribbean no not me (laughs) (laughs) no you're all right with that yeah, I, unfortunately, I I am. I like a good sequel, you know. And like we, when we got done with Toy Four, Toy Story Four, I was like, oh, that makes me want another one. Yeah. Uh, but I I also love the idea of just having a movie and a movie that you like and just let it be what it is and yeah. move on with a different story. The the second and third movies are a bit maligned uh, for being messy, uh, kind of missing the the charm of this first movie. Uh, because what, what, having not watched the first one for a good minute, I did forget how funny it was yeah, and how tongue in cheek it was and how willing they were to make fun of things and just be silly. And the later films really shy away from that. And I, I did say that, um, part of the problem that I had with wanting to watch it again is the, if I, for, in my mind, I remembered them being literally like three hours uh, a three hour long movie that was like an epic mammoth undertaking of watching, yeah. you know, mm. and this one, it wasn't that long. It was, it's not, no, more I of wish, a reasonable length. I wish I could remember what actual timestamp it has, but, and I don't even remember the other ones are really three hours long. The second and third ones are much longer. Oh. And the thing that drives me crazy about these sort of films, uh, the later films is when they don't have a complete second film, Mm. where the second film is just in place to get you into the seat for the third film, I find offensive. You do hate, I hate that too. If you're going to make a whole two and a half, three hour film, make it a story. Yeah. Give me a complete thought. 
you can have elements that can be picked up in the third film, but but stop. Stop with the incomplete right. stories just to make me buy a ticket for your third film. It's irritating. Yeah, it's um, very true. But all that's to say that it inspired a new patch. Oh, gosh. I totally forgot this is our patch <laughs> cast. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. It is a, yeah, it inspired a patch. Um, I, it's a patch that you've been pushing for for a while. Oh, for so long. I just I love it. wanted to make sure that I could do it justice in a way that I found appealing. Yeah. Uh, and so anyone that's written uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland mm-hmm. knows that before you go down the falls... You pass under this talking skull. And it's just so beautiful. The skull. That, you know, yeah. Right? Like, I don't know that I'd say beautiful, but it's definitely iconic. And the imagery is very well known. I think the red velvet of it and the way it's lit and the way it's uh, it, it, it just it's it. I just love it. I love the moment of it. I feel like there's it's in all versions of the ride. Is it not? Uh, they added it to the one in Florida, but I don't like the one in Florida as much, uh, mostly because it flashes you. Oh, you're right. I hate that in a dark ride. Um, and then the one in Florida is a bit more cartoonish. It's a, mm. like a bright white puffy looking skull that I'm not as big of a fan of. And isn't their head talking to you? It does. Their move, head's actually moving. Yeah, it, well, the mouth moves, but the mouth moves yeah. at the one in Cal- in California uh, as well. It just looks better. Well, because it looks a little bit more realistic yeah. versus the cartoon version. Um, and you'd been pushing for something like that. For sure. And we've done Davy Jones' locker yeah. in the past, mm-hmm. um, which is taken right from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the second and third ones, oddly enough. Yeah. Um, and it's a cool one. It is a cool I one. I do love that patch. That patch with the tentacles so cool. oh. on it is such a cool patch. And it's really intricate. You probably can't tell with the pictures online, but it it's re- really. I was really patch. impressed with the amount yeah. of stitching we could get on that. Um, but the the skull uh, with the cross swords on it is our patch for the month of August. Welcome to our patch cast, I guess. Um, and it's it's not a just a recreation of the image i kind of turned it a bit gave it a little bit more personality um and it it says it's a pirate's life for me it's yo ho ho pirate's <laughs> life because he obviously does not sing that or say that part right he does not he says no. dead men tell no tales i wanted yeah see that's the other thing i've i've wrestled with was trying to find a fun quote to put on there but i tend to to skew very obscure oh uh-huh and I was afraid that people would not even know that it was something that he said. Uh-huh. So I, I compromised and put something a little bit more general on it. That I can sing to? Yeah. I like a patch you can sing to. Yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> Isn't that what we all hope for? <laughs> it's true. Uh, but if you are part of our patch club, it's already on its way to you, if not already arrived. And if you are not, you can always go to DisneyPatch.com. Yeah. And get one on your own. Yeah, we had the whole collection there. There's probably like 40 patches there now, right? Oh, so Don't many. I think that's about right? Yeah, I think so. Last time I checked, I think we were at 38. Mm. Patches, y'all. Go that's get a lot. some patches. You need a new jacket. There's, there's definitely one that will appeal to you, I guarantee. <laughs> uh, but it's like I always say, it's the code is more of guidelines, really. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com.
Always be proud of what makes you unique, and we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.